Do you need help with your journey following Jesus? Has your Bible reading brought up some interesting questions? Um, I, I need a prayer request. Is I've heard um, pastors talk about you can't get to heaven just with good deeds. I was just wondering what you guys think. Is, the, is there a correlation between the seventh trumpet and Revelations as the last trumpet, or is he talking about some other trumpet? Finally, a place to get answers. We're ready to take your prayer request and answer your Bible questions. Call in at 303-690-3000. Let's join Calvary Live right now. And you just heard that call-in number where you can call in and be a part of the show on Calvary Live. We want to welcome you to today's edition of Calvary Live. My name is Jeff Figs of Calvary Chapel Greeley, your host for the next hour. I'm here to take your questions and also to take your prayer requests. So give me a call. we got all open lines. The hour goes by quickly, and love to have you call in and ask your questions and give your prayer requests. All open lines right now, 303-690-3000 is the call-in number. Pray that you're doing well this uh, day as you listening on Grace FM. You're listening live on this Tuesday afternoon all along the front range to uh, radio stations 101.7 in Southern Colorado, Fountain Pueblo, Colorado Springs. Love to hear from you guys down in Southern Colorado. Got so many friends, good memories down there. And so give me a call. And then 89.7 along the front range in Northern Colorado up into Southern Wyoming. We welcome you as well. And give me a call. Hopefully that the commute's a little bit easier than this morning as we had snow and ice, and uh, we welcome the moisture, but sometimes it's inconvenient. So it looks like most of it has melted, praying that things green up for us. But uh, I pray that you are well, and give me a call at 303-690-3000. Let's talk about the things of the Lord. Let's go to the Word of the Lord. Let's go to the throne of grace in time of need as we have prayer, and just love to... um, just talk with you and encourage you and minister to you this hour and and keep our focus on the Lord and the Word of God. want to also welcome those who are listening in on the East Coast on Hope or Truth FM. Uh, you too can call in at 303-690-3000, as most of you know. And as you call in, we have our conversation, but you will be a week delayed. And then also online listeners all around the country, you too can call in and ask your questions and give your prayer request. Love to hear from you from different parts of the country. So glad that technology connects us, even international listeners, those who are listening in on the Grace FM website. We welcome you as well. And so let's talk about the Lord. We got a couple open lines, and uh, and let's let's just encourage one another, bless one another, as we indeed um, talk about things that are important to you. Uh, here today. So we got a couple open lines. We're going to begin by going to Lee in Colorado Springs. Lee? Hey, hey Pastor Jeff. How you doing? I am good. How are you? I'm doing well. Um, just calling for a prayer request uh, to okay. get some prayer for my wife. Uh, she's kind of under the weather. Um, and just asking for uh, the Lord to put his hand on her. And uh, give her some healing. And um, also, uh, before we pray, I just wanted to thank you for your ministry and all the people that uh, collectively come together to put it on Grace FM. Uh, you, 
you gave a message actually today, and it's really funny how the Holy Spirit works, and there's some sort of sin in your life, and He'll give you a verse or a message or a brother and sister in Christ that will uh, say something very timely that might be unknown to them, the person giving the message, but the individual receiving it is exactly what the Lord wants them to hear. And your message today about a sin, in, a little sin in your life, how it could take over, uh, is was just so so wonderfully blessing to my spirit. So, just wanted to thank but, you for that. Oh, you know the word of God is so good, isn't it, Lee? And you know it just ministers to us. I was um, on the subject what you're talking about, and then we're certainly going to pray for your wife. But you know, one of the things I've I uh, started reading a book that just came out by Ron Rhodes. Ron Rhodes is a great apologist. The thing I like about Ron Rhodes is he really sticks to the Scripture, and he puts everything together to where it's easy to understand. And he just wrote a book that's called Spiritual Warfare in the Latter Days. But one of the things that he talks about is the schemes of the enemy, that there's a real spiritual warfare out there. And I was reading it this weekend and going through it. I was reminded once again that one of the the schemes of the enemy is he'll try to get us to think that they're small sins, that they're no big deal if you tell a lie or no big deal if you lust or look at something that, you know, is, you know, um, will grieve the heart of God that that is um, perverse or, or we shouldn't be looking at just a quick look or it's not a big deal. That is a, a trick of the enemy, and that's kind of what I was talking about on the the show that, you know, as Saul just brought back one individual that he wasn't supposed to and had an guy in his life, and, and, you know, the Amalekites were a picture of the flesh, and we're to give that all up, and that is a trick of the enemy to try to get us to think that, you know, if it's a small sin, you can have it, it's no big deal, and that just gives the enemy a foothold to get into our lives. So I'm glad that you were blessed by the word. And uh, for all of us, that we need to keep our eyes on the Lord and walk in a way that's pleasing to him. So, Father, I pray for Lee's wife as she is ill. I pray that you would just bring healing to her, that you bring comfort to her. And, Lord, help Lee minister to his wife. And, Lord, we just pray for, Lord, for you to work in in. Uh, Lord, just a, a powerful way. You're the one that we can go to, the great physician. And Lord, we just entrust her to you right now for your healing touch in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Thank you, Pastor. And just thanks you thanks for what you're doing. Uh, yeah. I, I'm, I, a lot of people I listen to, and uh, I really feel led to your ministry here lately. So, um, so thank you for that. Okay. We appreciate the encouragement. God bless you, Lee. Stay in touch, okay? Will do. Thank you. Uh-huh. Got a couple open lines, 303-690-3000. Maybe you got a prayer request, and text line is 720-336-0897. I don't know if I gave that to you at the beginning of the show, but that is another way for you to be able to uh, contact us with a question or a prayer request. That's for texting only. Make sure that you're safe when you're texting. Second of all, no one answers that line at 720-336-0897. Can't leave a message, but just a short text of a prayer request or a question. And as time permits, we get to those as we keep the show
uh, moving along. But we'd love to talk to you. That's the uh, the heart of the show is having a conversation, having dialogue with you on the phone. So if you have opportunity, please give me a call at 303-690-3000 is the call-in number. Got uh, two open lines. Let's go to Arvada. Margaret's on line two. Margaret? Yes, hi. How are you? I am fine. You're on Calvary Live. Um, yeah, I just wanted to see if um, we would say a prayer for for uh, Chauvin, guy that mm-hmm. supposedly uh, has something to do with the uh, death of George Floyd. Yeah, and well, I think he got sentenced to. He's gonna get sentenced to jail, and I don't see why everybody's so happy. I just feel that we already lost one person. He died, but he's yeah. also gonna go. It's like losing two people. For yeah, one Margie, and, thing. and the thing is, is the verdict came in. It's a very emotional thing that has really gripped our nation, and and and. In one hand, there are those who uh, feel like justice has been served. It's tragic all the way around, and we want to pray. We want to pray for our nation. We want to pray that we can move forward and, and there be healing. So, Father, as right now there's um, a lot of thoughts and emotions going on as the verdict came in on a very high, you know, visible case that really shook our nation. And, Lord, we just pray for healing to come. And Lord, um, a verdict has come in by the peers uh, of the jury. And Lord, uh, we just pray that uh, everyone involved, um, Lord, that you would work. And Lord, that you would just minister. And Lord, that we would come together as a nation um, as we further discuss and debate these things. And Lord, we know what your word has to say about the different topics that um, are all around us in culture and stuff, and we want to keep a biblical view on everything and keep our eyes on you, Lord. So we just we just pray for your working in this situation in Jesus' name. Amen. Thanks, Margaret. Mm-hmm. God bless you. And, main, and for both families, that they yeah. Yeah, be both okay families and they're are suffering. Hurting. Yeah, and it's very unfortunate all the way around. 303-690-3000 is the number to call. Give me a call for the call-in number if you got a prayer request or if you got a question. And um, text line 720-336-0897 is the text line. we got a couple open lines. When somebody hangs up, there's an open line. So grab one of those open lines. The hour goes by quickly. We're already uh, feeling calls as we're into the show and um, as we move along, uh, grab one of those lines and we'll get to you as quickly as we can. And I'd uh, love to talk with you, pray with you about the things that are on your heart and on your mind. Again, my name is Jeff Biggs, hosting the show this afternoon of Calvary Chapel Greeley with you. Just love to be used to be an encouragement and a blessing in any way that we can. And so pray that you're having a good day. And this is your show. And uh, such a blessing for us to be able to gather together. So in the meantime, as you are uh, making those phone calls, let's go to Cindy out on the East Coast in New Jersey. Hi, Cindy. Hello. Hello. You're on, you're on Calvary Live. Thank you. I uh, just want to ask for a prayer request for my husband. Mm-hmm. He's definitely got some 
mental mental issues going on, and because of it, it's creating a turmoil on my marriage. So I asked for a prayer request for him, for his yeah. mental health, and for our marriage, because it's okay. just in turmoil at this point. Yeah, and I'm so sorry. And Father, Lord, as Cindy calls in, and, and just a difficult situation, and Lord, you know what's going on with her husband. You're the God over our bodies, our minds, our emotions, and Lord, I just pray that you would uh, bring um, just healing to his mind, the things that are causing issues, Lord. Um, we know that the enemy attacks us in our minds. Uh, we know that uh, there is a battle that goes on there in the soul. And, Lord, we just pray for you to touch and to minister. Um, and I pray for Cindy as it's difficult right now um, in the marriage and the challenges that it has brought that you would just bring Lord, just um, peace, that you would bring, uh, Lord, just uh, a healing in the marriage, that you would work, Lord. And, Lord, you're the one that gives us a sound mind. And uh, and you've given us uh, the Holy Spirit so that we can have a sound mind. I pray this for her husband. I pray this for the marriage, that there would be a coming together and, Lord, growing together and growing in your love. So we just pray for your healing touch, your working uh, in this situation and in this marriage, in Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Thank you very much. God bless you. I bet, you. Cindy. Hang on to the Lord, Cindy, okay? Hang on I to do. The Lord. Okay. Thank you very much. You, and you call back any time. Thanks. You bet. Got a couple open lines, 303-690-3000. One of the things that... <clears throat> that especially in the day in which we're in, I think we're seeing more people that are anxious and upset, more people that um, are confused, more people that um, are internally just being isolated, tormented, whatever the case may be, and for different reasons. And um, so we want to pray for you. We want to give you words of encouragement. We want you to know that there's always hope in Jesus Christ that he is the answer, and he's the one that ministers to our souls. He's the lifter of our heads. And I know that uh, some of you that that perhaps you're feeling, you know, downcast, and I was just reading in the Psalms how the psalmist writes that, uh, why you cast down all my soul? And the Lord is near to those who have a broken heart, and he saves such as have a contrite spirit is what uh, David would write in Psalm 34. And to taste and see that the Lord is good and blessed is the man who trusts in him. And to know that those who seek the Lord shall not lack any good thing. The Lord wants to work good for you, even in the bad. Um, and we know that the Lord desires to bring comfort and he desires to bring strength. And even in those times, as the psalmist writes, that we need help. He's that very present help for you and for me. So we'd love to pray for you and, and encourage you any way that we can. We're going to continue with the phone lines. 303-690-3000 is the call-in number. And then the text line is 720-336-0897. Let's go to Kelsey in Castle Rock. Hi, Kelsey. Hi, Pastor Jeff. You're on Calvary Live. Um, I just have a question. My husband and I um, are both doing different Bible studies, but we were both going over the spiritual gifts. And... Um, I was wondering if love is considered a spiritual gift. 
Well, we know that love is the fruit of the Spirit, right, from Galatians? Right. And we know that for sure. That um, and, um, and it's interesting because uh, when it says that the fruit of the Spirit is love, um, that is um, the fruit singular is love. And then joy, peace, long-suffering, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, that all encompasses love. So we know that. So what you're asking is, is it actually um, is it a gift of the Holy Spirit? I believe that love is something that, as Paul writes in 1 Corinthians chapter 12, he writes the gifts of the Spirit, right? He, right. he gives a list of those, and then he says, I want to show you a more excellent way. So though men speak with the tongues of men and angels, but have not love, I become a sounding brass or a clanging cymbal. Well, he says, I'll show you a more excellent way. And love is something that is the love of God that is put into our hearts, that shed abroad in our hearts. Is it considered a gift? There are those who say, yeah, it is a spiritual gift. We do know this, that we cannot love and have that agape love apart from the Spirit of God, right? We know that it's the fruit of the Spirit. We know it's an excellent way. So the gifts of the Spirit are given for the edification of the body of Christ. And as you look at the gifts that are listed there, there's the gifts that are here, um, and then, you know, uh, there are gifts listed in what, Romans chapter 12? Romans 12. Uh, yeah. Um, those are a lot of the service gifts that are listed there of, um, you know, ministry of helps and all of that. And then you also have the gifts in Ephesians 4, and then Peter writes some lists uh, of the gifts of the Spirit. So those are technically the gifts of the Spirit. But, you know, um, is love a gift? I believe it is a gift. It is the working of the Spirit. It is the fruit of the Spirit. Um, the debate is, is it a particular fruit of the Spirit? And uh, is Paul giving that indication in 1 Corinthians 13? And that's kind of open for debate you know, discussion. Um, I believe it. it is a gift um, that God gives to us, a gift of love. Because, you know, one of the things, uh, Kelsey, is I think about before I became a Christian, I, I didn't care about people. I really didn't. I was isolated. I lived there in the Black Forest, which is just south of you. I was just out of college. I lived in a cabin for seven years all by myself, and I didn't care to see people. I didn't want to minister to people. It wasn't until the Lord's really start working in me that he started putting that love in me. And he's still doing that. He's still working in me. The love is not perfected, but you know, I believe that was a gift that he gave to me just to be able to love others and the gifts of the spirit, you know, of teaching he gave me as well. So the debate goes back and forth and, and, you know, it'd be interesting to look at that, um, you know, to, to come to some conclusion, but he says that, Abide in faith, hope, and love, and the greatest of these is love. So we know that, you know, sometimes people will come to me and they'll ask Kelsey, they'll say, are you a spirit-filled church? And I ask them, what do you mean by that? And usually what they mean is, do you speak in tongues and, and all of that? Here's a spirit-filled church, a church that loves. And that's right. the evidence of of God in our lives and the spirit of God working in our lives is that love. And so that's the thing to keep in mind. And that's why Paul says, listen, you got these gifts we just talked about. 
But now I'm going to tell you this, that there's a more excellent way, and that is to love. And that's the imperative that Jesus gave to his disciples uh, right before he went to the cross. It's repeated by the apostles. John, of course, he says that we are to love others. And, and I think those are the main things to remember what the scriptures is telling us, to love as agape love, God's love, love for the sake of giving, and, and that godly love to express to others. And that's how people are going to know that we are Christians, as Jesus said, for your love for one another. Right. My husband's Bible study question asked which gift of the Spirit held Jesus on the cross, and I thought that it was love, um, and I went to Romans 12 where it says to love without hypocrisy after it lists all the other gifts. So. Um, but we just weren't yeah. sure. So I said, oh, well, maybe I'll just call. <laughs> so thank <laughs> well, you. Um, you know, it's a good question. That's really an excellent question, and I agree with you. It was love that kept them on the cross. It wasn't the nails. And one of the things that I hope people always, and we got to keep in the forefront of our hearts and our minds, is when Jesus took that cross and walked down the Via Della Rosa and to that place of execution, it was because of his love for you and for me. And, you know, I think about, Kelsey, how Jesus in that garden, he said to Peter, I can call down 12 legions of angels. He could have just simply spoke. He could have destroyed those soldiers that came to arrest him. He could have destroyed Jerusalem. He could have destroyed the whole world and started all over again. But he didn't, and he didn't because of you and because of me and because of his love for us. And I am convinced with all of my heart that as Jesus took that cross, and he went to that place of execution, and as he hung on that cross, that it was his love for you and for me that he did it. He was thinking about you and me. And I think that's the greatest message that we can give is the love of God. And I love that when Paul, in Romans chapter 12, that he begins to give that that, uh, rapid fire of how we live to be a living sacrifice for the Lord. And he says, let love be without hypocrisy. And, and that's so good. So um, I appreciate your comments and your your Bible study, what you are learning from the Lord. And it's so good. Thank you, Pastor Jeff. You're welcome, Kelsey. God bless you. God bless you. Bye. Bye-bye. The love of the Lord, never exhaust it, never take it for granted. His love is immeasurable, un- innumerable, unsearchable, so incredible. And there's nothing that will separate us from the love of God. It's so incredible. Hey, we got a couple uh, open lines or one open line. So we are getting close to the halfway mark, but we got time for for mo- more phone calls and 303-690-3000 is that call-in number. The text line is 720-336-0897. And in the meantime, let's go to Denver. Justin has been waiting. Justin? Hey, Justin? Pastor Jeff. Hey, how how are you? You're on Calvary Live. Doing good, doing good. So I just had a, uh, a question uh, regarding Scripture, so I think it was, Second uh, Timothy two three through seven. Mm-hmm. So just kind of like uh, maybe just like a a further in depth explanation of of kind of the scripture right there. And if you kind of wanted to like read it or go over yeah. it, um, that would be pretty helpful for me. And you know, I'm going to kind of summarize it because it's 
Second Timothy is such an incredible book, um, Justin. Uh-huh. Paul is in prison. He's his second imprisonment. These are the last words that we have of Paul the Apostle before he is executed, before he goes before the executioner that will take his life. Paul's in this Mandarin dungeon. It's a terrible, terrible place. He's in a place where he's dropped down in a hole. There's a little straw in the corner, a little bit of of water that comes through a a, little trench if you dare drink from it. It was just damp and cold. And Paul here, that he's talking to Timothy. He's about ready to pass the baton on to Timothy in ministry. Because at the end of the epistle, he says, Timothy, my departure is at hand, and I have fought the good fight. I have finished my race. I have kept the faith, and there is laid up for me a crown of righteousness. And he's encouraging Timothy. Now, in Paul's first letter, five years previous to this to Timothy, they're both part of what is called the pastoral epistles. We know that Paul talked to Timothy a lot about church order and conduct in the church and um, leadership in the church. Here he's just encouraging Timothy that, Timothy, don't be ashamed of the gospel. Timothy, be loyal to the faith. Hold fast the pattern of sound words which you've heard from me and faith and love which are in Christ Jesus. And he goes on in chapter 2 and he says, Therefore, my son, be strong in the grace that is in Christ Jesus. And he goes on and says, You must endure hardship as a good soldier of Jesus Christ. So here is Paul. He he's He's not saying focusing on him. He's focusing on Timothy, that you be a good soldier for Jesus Christ. And as you do that, um, you know, you be one that you keep fighting the good fight of the spirit and no one engaged in warfare and tangles himself in the affairs of this life. But you are to live in a way that pleases Christ. Second of all, you compete as an athlete. Paul liked to use those analogies of running your race and wrestling and all that. And he's not crowned unless he competes according to the rules. And then thirdly, you're to be like a hardworking farmer that first partakes of the crop. And here in, you know, Greeley area, uh, the farmers are going to go out and they're beginning to plant their fields. They're going to be planting corn. Some, you know, plant a little bit earlier. And it's hardworking to partake in the crops to continue to care for it. So there is a moving forward and there's discipline and it is a battleground out there, isn't it, Justin? It's not a playground. Mm-hmm. It's a battleground. Uh, mm-hmm. There's a spiritual warfare out there. So you must be like a good soldier. You're not entangled in the things of the world, but you are a soldier taking the orders from your commander-in-chief, Jesus Christ. You're to keep running your race according to the rules, that is, that you live godly in Christ Jesus, and you be one that you keep plowing the ground and, you know, there's going to be, there's a harvest out there. There's going to be fruit that's going to be produced in your life. And he goes on and he keeps talking about that. And he talks about being diligent to present yourself approved to God, a worker who does not be, need to be ashamed, rightly dividing the word of truth. So, you know, as we're getting ready to go to break, there's so much in there. And, um, but it is so rich. It is so good to consider and pray through and to look out further that we don't have time to on the radio program but I love Second Timothy. It's one of my favorite books because of the encouragement of Paul to keep our eyes on him, keep running, keep fighting, and keep planning. And I need that exhortation, especially in the day in which we're living in.
Well, wonderful. Pastor, I really appreciate it. Thank you so much. Thanks for calling. And, you know, take a look at it. One of the things, you'll get a real in-depth explanation of it. If you go to our website, calvarychapelgreeley.org, and if you go to our past teaching, Second Timothy's on it. And you know what was interesting, Justin, is I finished that teaching right before the outbreak of COVID. And I think it was wow. so appropriate. So I think you're going to be blessed by going through those teachings. And you hear the music, so we're at the halfway mark. And so we got an open line. Grab one of those open lines, 303-690-3000. We'll be right back. Welcome back to Calvary Live. Give us a call at 303-690-3000 or text us at 720-336-0897. Let's join Calvary Live right now. Welcome back to the second half of Calvary Live. My name is Jeff Biggs of Calvary Greeley in Northern Colorado with you on this afternoon. So blessed to be with you. We got an open line, I know. I'd love for you to call in. Got plenty of time in the show. We're going to go to the phone lines here because I know that there has been a few uh, people waiting. Uh, Chris, Tiffany, if you just uh, give me a moment, because I got a text mes- message, a question that I really want to address right now. And uh, the text uh, question is, hello, I was just wondering, how can I be saved? I'm at work and can't call. And I think that's such an important question that I wanted to address it. And uh, you who text that in is the most important question that you can ask is how can I be saved? And salvation comes through faith in Jesus Christ. And, and know this, that Jesus came to die for your sins, that the wages of sin is death. That's what the Bible says. We've all fallen short of the glory of God. We've all sinned, but Jesus came to take care of the sin problem. And Jesus, the son of God came to this world he went to a cross, died for your sins, made atonement for your sins. He cried out, it is finished from the cross. He was saying, I did the work, I paid the price. He was put into a grave, and he rose again, and he validated what he did on the cross by conquering sin and death. And he proved that he's the Son of God, and he now gives us a living hope through the resurrection of Jesus Christ. So the Bible comes along and says that as we put our faith and trust in Jesus and come to him and ask for forgiveness, that we have the promise of forgiveness of sin and reconciliation, that is relationship with the Father, and that we have the hope of eternal life. And Paul would write in Romans chapter 10 that if you confess with your mouth the Lord Jesus and believe in your heart that God has raised him from the dead, you will be saved. Whoever believes on him will not be put to shame. And whoever calls on the name of the Lord shall be saved, because with the heart one believes unto righteousness, and with the mouth confession is made in salvation. So I just want to pray for this individual, that, Lord, the one who's texted us in, that they would know that salvation comes through Jesus Christ alone, in faith in him, in the finished work of the cross, knowing that Jesus loved them so much that he died on that cross for their sins. He rose again, and he's alive, and he is our salvation. He is the Savior of the world. And he is the way, the truth, and the life. And no one comes to the Father except through him. And that this individual will come to open up their heart to you right now, to ask you into their heart right now, ask for forgiveness of sin, 
And you who are listening, you can't call. You can just pray right where you're at if you're listening. Jesus loves you. The invitation is come now that you can pray, Jesus, I come to you and I ask that you forgive me of my sins. And I come and I ask that that you would forgive me. And I believe you died on the cross for me. You rose again in your life, speaking to my heart. And I thank you for forgiving me and saving me and bringing me into the family of God. And I thank you for this new beginning. And it's in Jesus' name that I pray. Amen. And if you're listening, you're the one that asked that question. Will you please just text in, let us know um, that, you know, the follow-up and, and any questions that you might have, because I know that you can't call, but love to hear from you and follow up with you. 303-690-3000, calling number Tiffany on line three has been waiting. Tiffany, Tiffany, yes. you're on Calvary Live. Hi. I was just wanting prayer for um, me and my husband. We are reconciling our marriage back together. We've been separated for about five years. So I'm just asking for prayer for for that. Yeah, absolutely, Tiffany. And Father, I thank you for they've been separated, this couple, for a number of years, a long time. But yet you have worked to bring them to the point of reconciling. And Lord, I pray that you do that healing work. I pray that you would bring um, forgiveness, restoration, understanding that they would come together knowing that you desire for them to continue with their marriage vows, to come together as husband and wife, to, Lord, um, to look to you to do that work of, Lord, forgiveness and healing and comfort. And, Lord, I pray for Tiffany that, uh, Lord, that you would help her um, and her husband to, to know this, that you're the one that is the one that has the desire for them to be husband and wife for as long as they both shall live, but, Lord, the one to do the work, the very foundation of putting love into their hearts and looking to you for everything. So bring that healing, bring that reconciliation. Lord, bring everything that they need. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Thank you so much. You bet. Tiffany, one of the things I want to encourage you you know, get it, if you haven't done this, maybe you've already have, but, you know, for you guys to, to get in a good Bible-believing church, <clears throat> get the counsel that you need, get around believers that are going to encourage you and help you, because we all need that. It's very difficult days right now, and and so the enemy loves to attack in our marriages and in our families, and so be in a place where you can be encouraged and edified and instructed and loved. And that's what I just want to encourage you in. Okay, okay? thank you. You bet, okay. Tiffany. Call Have us anytime. One. You too. Somebody hangs up. There's an open line, as I've said. And so we got an open line, 303-690-3000. This is Jeff Biggs of Calvary Greeley with you this afternoon. The phone lines have been ringing. That's great. Text line 720-336-0897. Let's go to Chris and Tabernash. Chris? Hi, I'm here. Can you hear me? Yes, you're on Calvary Live. All right. So um, I have kind of a, ch- a challenging question to ask. Mm-hmm. Um, I've, I've been a Christian for about four years now. Okay. I was born again, actually called into this radio program, and I was transferred to not some, not live, you know. I said I didn't uh-huh. want to speak on the live radio. 
they transferred me to a pastor at Calvary Aurora, and I got saved. You know, so I'm I'm very thankful for this this radio program and what you guys do. I just wanted to say that. Um, but I'm uh, I don't know. I'm I'm struggling with just some some deeper questions right now, okay. and. I feel like it's something that probably a lot of people struggle with, and mm. I'll try to just put it as briefly and as pointedly as possible. Okay. Um, the the issue of of hell, you know. Yeah. Um, I I feel like it's it, it it's not really making sense. One, how we should suffer eternally for choices that we've made in a life that is so temporary. You right. know, it's almost like a yeah. permanent solution to a temporary problem, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And well, then there's also just kind of, why should we be, if we're sin, we're sinners by nature, why should we be punished for something that we do in our nature? You know? Yeah. Yeah, and those are very honest questions, Chris, and you're wrestling with it. And I think, like you said, a lot of people can wrestle with that. They may wrestle with it and express it in a different way, like why would God send a good person to hell? Somebody who is fairly good, and and yet none of us are perfect. You know, we did live in a fallen world. We live in a sinful world. We're going to mess up. And and so those are questions that people wrestle with, and we have to really believe what the Word of God has declared to us. And going clear back in the beginning where God told Adam that, Adam, don't eat of that tree. If you do, you shall surely die. And when Adam ate of that tree, we now live in a fallen creation. Sin and death entered into the world, and Paul goes on in Romans. And one of the things, Chris, that I think will really help you because uh, I, there's a lot that you're thinking through and there's a lot of honest questions that you're thinking through and that's okay. God can handle that and God can give you the answers to those questions and to read through the book of Romans and to do a study in the book of Romans because Paul, he kind of explains that he, he says that there's a problem and that is there's a sin problem. We've all sinned. And he says, therefore, through one man, sin entered the world, and death through sin, and thus death spread to all men because of sin. He he talks about how we've all sinned, whether you're considered a heathen or whether you're a self-righteous person. We've all fallen short of the glory of God, to chapter 3. But then he gives a doctrine of justification, and he begins to, to talk about salvation and that we are justified by faith apart from the deeds of the law. When that sentence came down from a holy God who was just, who is holy, who is going to judge sin, that he didn't leave us without any hope. And this is the good news. Because we've all sinned. We're all guilty. The wages of sin is death. Death has come through Adam, through all of us. But then he goes on to explain how life has come through Jesus Christ. And God didn't leave us. This is the really amazing thing when you think about it, that God didn't leave us without any hope. He didn't say, well, just destroy the world and start all over again. But he sent his son to die on the cross and take the penalty for you and for me, that he's the one that experienced the wrath of the Father on that cross, 
to make atonement for our sins. Jesus, the only one who lived a perfect life, who was without sin. And now we have eternal life that comes through him in faith in Jesus Christ. And so for us as believers in you, Chris, coming to Jesus Christ, that Jesus took the punishment that you and I deserve, but God is a just God. He's a holy God. He's a pure God. And righteous and true are your judgments, O Lord, is what we will say in heaven together. And that he is perfectly just and righteous, but he's made a way for us to live, and that's through Jesus Christ. But that that's the short answer to a lot of things that you're wrestling through right now. Yeah. And I I think a lot of people they they'll come to me and say, I, I just don't get it. I don't understand how a person can live a good life and and be moral and and give and you know be a good parent and you know a hard worker and just a good person and then yet they will go to you know hell if they reject Jesus Christ. And the word grace is something that we need to understand because grace is the unmerited, undeserved, unearned favor of God. And if it wasn't for God's grace, we are saved by grace through faith. It's not of ourselves. We can't save ourselves. And I think, Chris, that's the thing that we need to remember. There's nothing that we can do in and of ourselves to be saved. We we've all are guilty, and we're born guilty, and we're born with the sin nature, and we live in a fallen world. And we're saved by grace through faith, faith in the one who died for us, who gives us life. It's not of ourselves. It is the gift of God. Salvation is a gift, not of works, lest anyone should boast. So, Chris, I would really encourage you, do a study in the book of Romans, and Paul will walk you through those chapters of the doctrine of justification, why we need to be justified, the process of sanctification, and and it really will help you, you know, and it's okay to ask these questions that you're asking because God will begin to minister his truth to you. But, you know, the time that we have on the radio, that's kind of a, a overall view of answering your question. But keep looking, keep digging, keep asking. And I know that the Lord, in the honesty of your heart, as you do that, is that he's going to minister his truth to you. Yeah, that's what I needed to hear. Yeah, yeah. and he's a big God. And right. when I when I got out of college— I wrestled with these things. When I got out of college, it's like, how do I know the Bible's true? You know, how do I know that Jesus was who he, who he really was? And the message that I gave on Easter was Thomas. I don't know if Thomas, he was doubting the resurrection. That's where he got his name, Doubting Thomas. He said, I'm not going to believe until I see Jesus. But Thomas, he gets kind of a bad rap, but... The thing is, Thomas had genuine questions. He was struggling, and the Lord heard that. He knew Thomas was struggling and showed himself real to Thomas. And there are people that grow up in the church, and they get older, they go to college, they go out in the world, and they begin to struggle. They begin to ask these questions, and God can handle that. And and God desires to reveal his truth to you as in the honesty of your heart, you just come and say, Lord, make yourself real to me. And Lord, your word real to me. And you know what? He's going to show up just like he did with Thomas. And he's yeah. going to make himself real to you. And you wait and see. But you keep asking. You keep searching. 
and and the Lord's going to reveal those things as you just come and, and ask those difficult questions. There's so many resources out there to help you today in those questions, and, and I think that you can find them. Yeah, yeah, and, and the greatest resource being in the Word. So I, the I really Word of God. That. I'm going to go to Romans. Okay, God bless you. Let me know how it goes, Chris, okay? All right, thank you. You bet. God bless you. 303-690-3000 is the number to call, the call-in number. Text line 720-336-0897 if you got to text in. Sometimes we, we have those questions, and it's okay in the honesty of your heart to call and ask those questions. It's okay to, to, to go through the Word because the Bible has the answers for us. And, and sometimes I think that we can think, well, you can't have those questions. You can have those questions. And the Lord is big enough to answer those questions and through his word to give you truth and have you established in truth. You, you know, it's not a blind faith. He doesn't tell us to assassinate our brains that that we can't search. And as you do, and some of the great apologists like um, Josh McDowell, Lee Strovel, you know, these were guys that really were searching and the Lord gave them answers. And, and because of their work in the Lord, they help us and the resources that are out there. So many good resources, apologetic books, where you can get the answers over anything, over sin and death and salvation and and um, sanctification when it comes to the creation, all those things um, that people wrestle with today. And it's okay. And the Bible has the answers. But be in the Word of God. That's where the answers are found for you. 303-690-3000 is the call-in number. Let's go to Michael and Fort Collins. Hi, Michael. Michael, you there? Michael had a question about, in the beginning, possible second creation according to John Corson. Um, I don't know what that teaching is. So, Michael, if you dropped, uh, sorry, we didn't get to you, but if you want to call back, you can do that, and we can talk about that a little bit. Um in the meantime, is Dalton? Dalton, are you on from Fort Collins, line one? Dalton? Nope. Don't have anybody. We got all open lines. Is that what I'm seeing? So, um, you know, there's there's a lot of question about creation and stuff and um, different theories and stuff. I believe God created the heavens and the earth in six days. So if we have all open lines, I think I've covered everything, just kind of looking at what I have before me, and so I'd love to talk to you as you have time. We have time. We've still got 10 minutes left in the show. Give me a call, 303-690-3000. We fielded a lot of calls today. Text line is 720-336-0897 is the text line. Somebody texts in kind of a, a interesting question that they text in. Can a Christian reach or attain sinless perfection? I believe the answer to that, according to the Word of God, is no. Um, that we cannot reach sinless perfection. We have a sin nature. We still battle with the flesh. Paul writes in Galatians that the flesh uh, and, and the spirit, you know, battle with each other. And uh, we know that we can also look at um, what Paul writes. You know, if, if there were anyone that you would think that could reach sinless perfection, it would be like Paul the Apostle. He was an amazing man, but yet Paul goes on to say 
that you know that he was a sinful man. He, he talks about uh, even being the chief sinners as he talks about his past. But he says something I think is very important when he's writing in the book of Philippians. And uh, I always like to turn to this when this question is asked about, can we reach sinless perfection? We don't reach sinless perfection, but perhaps you've heard the saying that we should be sinning less. And that's the process of sanctification. And so he writes that, not that I have, this is chapter 3 of Philippians, Paul, not that I have already attained or am already perfected, but I press on that I may lay hold of that which Christ Jesus also lays hold of me. So until we are resurrected in our glorified bodies and go to heaven, you know, we will not reach sinless perfection. Even Paul said, I'm not already perfected, but I can move forward in the things of the Lord. Let me see where I'm at. And um, so let's go to Dalton on line one. Dalton, are you there? Yes. How are you doing? How I'm good. How are you? Pretty good. Um, I just had a question. Uh, I mean, you so you see it in a lot of movies and everything when they're like it's basically medieval movies. Um, how the Roman Catholics do a lot of like prayers in Latin, and then there's also where we get our uh, word rapture is from a Latin translation, correct? Yeah, in First Thessalonians chapter 4, the Latin word is rapturous. Right, and so my question is basically where, because I know the Bible was written in Greek, Greek and Hebrew, but I'm right. just curious where the Latin kind of comes in as far as yeah. how, where the translations come and all that kind yeah. of stuff. And church yeah, history. and that... And that is a, a good question, and I'd probably have to do some looking on that because I remember, you know, I grew up in the Catholic Church, and it was until the 1950s or early 60s uh, that they did the Mass in Latin, and that's what they did the Mass in. So I'm not sure why they did it in Latin. I'd have to research that. I'm not a, a, a help to you right now, and um, okay. but... It's it's a good question, and now you got now I'm gonna go home and I'm gonna read on it um, why that was done. But um, I remember my parents talking about that, and I remember my grandparents talking about that they went to mass and and it was in Latin until the 1960s, and then the Pope came out and said that you know you can do the mass in in English, you know, here in America and stuff. But it's kind of an interesting question. I have to think about that one. So. Sorry, okay. not much help to you. So, uh, anything no else? All right, Dalton. God bless you. Thanks for calling. Appreciate it. Yep. You bet. All right. We're going to move on. We've got a few minutes. Sometimes I don't know all the answers, but that's a good question. I appreciate it, Dalton. I'll have to look at that one and consider that. And next time I'll have an answer. You'll have to call back, Dalton, as you're listening. And uh, hopefully I'll give you a little bit more extensive answer on that. But good question. Let's go to Jose in Denver. Jose? Hi. How are you? You're I on just, Calvary Live. I had a quick question. Um, mm -hmm. I was wondering, uh, is not wanting to have a kid a sin? Because I, I was listening to a pastor that said that uh, uh, it's a sin if you do it for like selfish motives. 
if you don't want to have kids. But I always thought that not wanting to have kids, it was like a personal decision. I yeah. never really thought of it as a sin. Yeah, and, you know, not listening to the teaching or, you know, why, you know, that statement would be made. We do know that, that the Bible says this, and, and we always want to to go to the Bible, that the Bible says that children are a blessing from the Lord. They're a heritage from the Lord. Um, the Lord said, go forth and multiply. Uh, so we do know that in ancient Israel that kids were a blessing, but there's nothing in the Bible that I know that says that if you don't want kids, that it's a sin. I know that Jesus, in Matthew chapter 19, that when they came and asked him about a divorce, uh, marriage and divorce and remarriage, that he addresses that. But then he teaches on celibacy, or he teaches on singleness. And he says that there are those who are eunuchs for the kingdom of God, Obviously, those who are called to that, um, to serve the Lord, uh, don't have kids. That's a personal choice that they make following the calling of God. But there are people that I know that they just, they have decided as they plan their family. Because when you get married, you're a family. And um, and so a married couple that says that we don't want to have kids for whatever reasons that's between them and the Lord, but there's nothing that I know of in the Bible that says that it's a sin not to want to have kids. Yeah, I guess the reason is uh, if if it was like for selfish reasons, I think that's what he was trying to say, that if you just don't want to have kids because you think that you just want to travel all the time, you just don't want to have that responsibility, that it's yeah. kind of a selfish reason not to want to have kids. I guess that's well, what he was yeah, trying to say maybe or that's, something like that. That's, yeah, maybe that's the way he's going. But again, you know, uh, what if you don't want to get married? To be married is a good thing because you want to travel and you want to explore the world. Is that a sin? You know, I think that we need to be clear what the Bible says. And, um, you know, the desire somebody has, um, you know, to— you know, the bottom line is we want to follow the Lord. We want to seek the Lord and what he wants us to do. But, but you know, when I, somebody makes the decision not to have kids, um, there's nothing in the Bible that says that, that it is a sin. We'll just kind of stand on that. But it's a good question. Oh, okay. Okay. Sounds good. Well, Thanks, thank Jose. you for the answer. You bet. God bless you. Okay. Hey, we got a couple minutes left. I want to go to Diane in Johnstown. Diane? Yes. We got a couple minutes. Yes, thanks for uh, calling. My, yeah, thank you so much for taking my call. Um, I would request prayer for myself and my sister. Um, <clears throat> we moved in July, and uh, we've been very unhappy and uh, haven't felt the presence of the Lord. I don't know if the house we chose was right mm-hmm. uh, or what it is, but just that the Lord would show us what we've done and why we don't yes. feel His presence. Father, I pray for Diane and, and her sister, Lord, as they move to Johnstown. Lord, that um, right now they're just, uh, you know, as David wrote, why are we cast down, oh, my soul? And, Lord, that you'd be the lifter of her head. And, Lord, that you would help her. That, Lord, that they would sense your presence. And, Lord, that you would just minister to them. And, Lord, put that joy and assurance and peace in their hearts. And, Lord, that you would just work in that way. So, Lord, you be the one that you would 
hide them under the shadow of your wings, their Lord, as they wait on you, that they would know that you love them, that you desire to make yourself more real to them. They would sense your presence and peace in your direction in every way. In Jesus' name, amen. 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 Thank you hey, very Diane. much. Hey, Diane. Yes. Diane, can I say something real quick before the music starts playing? Yes, You're please. in Johnstown. You're very close to us. We'd love to minister to you in any way that we can here in Greeley. So okay. you come by so we can pray for you and encourage you. And um, and I think that'll help. You know, we got a number of people from Millican and Johnstown that come to church here. Oh, and, okay. Um, it's, okay. It's a wonderful, wonderful church family. And I think that will help you or wherever okay. the Lord leads you. Um, that that will be an encouragement. But uh, okay. we're here to serve you, pray Are for you. Are you in easy any way to that find? We oh. oh, we're easy. We're in okay. Greeley, just west of Texas Roadhouse. Everybody knows where Texas Roadhouse is. And so, is that on, Greeley. like, if you take um, <clears throat> Highway thirty four? you know, that 34 yep. eastbound? Yeah, you take 34, come west to 23rd Avenue, and you're right there. Okay? Okay. okay. Look us up, calvarychapelgreeley.org. And if you come, you make sure you say hi to me, okay? I will. Thank you. Okay, Diane. <laughs> God bless you. Be praying. Hey, thank you, everybody, at call. We had a busy show today. It was wonderful. Pray you're doing well. Keep in the Word. Keep close to the Lord. Keep close to the Shepherd. And may you have a blessed evening. Good night, everyone. You've been listening to Calvary Live. Tune in next time for prayer and God's Word.